Welcome to the Battle of the Willamette Weekly Podcast. We all, we all love the Ocho. And this week, he got me. Don't be an eyeball. That's some of your players. This is season 10 of the Battle of the Willamette Podcast. The Diaz. So we've been doing this for so many weeks. We wanted to let everyone know our friends in Germany, Japan, and the United States. We are recapping week 10 that just finished a great week. Two things to remember before we jump into these uh, this recap. The trading deadline is Saturday. Don't bring your bullshit nine-way trade with Fab over six seasons not knowing what goes where midday Saturday. Get your shit straight. Know who's what. Get your picks right. Have it submitted Friday so it can be overturned by the LTC on Saturday or go straight through and ending trades Saturday end of day. You've been warned. Lastly, a lot of talk out there about the Death Star and the domination, all these things. Irish Puddles, I know you're not an American. In America, everyone knows that the Death Star is blown up at the end of the movies. AKA, they never win the playoffs and they never win the championships. It is a wasted GIF every time even if you stick a dong on it somewhere wasted gif stagey and justin how are we doing i had no idea i've never watched that movie i just put the the nerd emoji up and move move on but uh, that's good to know and it's actually kind of fitting for irish puddles but justin they, you, it, it's sad that you don't know this because those are great movies but it doesn't happen just in the star wars a new hope that's episode four but also in episode six, The Return of the Jedi, they blow it up again. So it's like, it's, you don't want to be the Death Stars, kind of what I think Bud's trying to say here. And as a reminder, they recycled it in the prequel to the prequel and blew up a different thing that was the same thing before the other thing. It has right. never made it through a series of three movies intact. <laughs> right. It, it was, never wins in the end. Yeah, they, they, they were... Hold on, on. It was hold on. on. It was I, on the forest moon of Endor, and the whole time it all crashed and blown up, and they used it in episode nine. Look, I appreciate the Cliff's Notes version here, but I <laughs> t- t- I tuned out forty five seconds ago. Okay, too long. Did not read. Got it. Well, that being said, we've covered everything. We're gonna swing our lightsabers at each other here shortly. So. Um, let's get into the first matchup of the week. Looking like a, uh, speaking of our, uh, intrepid, uh, Star Wars, not writer, knower, Irish Puddles versus our guy, Slumlord. CJ, yeah. beat down. Yeah, and, uh, Irish Puddles destroyed Slumlord like the Death Star destroyed Alderaan. <laughs> 225 to 126. Mahomes had 44 points. And it tops in this game. This is Mahomes' third 40 burger, and, it's, and he is also now the top scoring player in our league 
and the first player to break 300 yards or 300 points on the season with 33.72 points per game. So big week for Mahomes. IP had five players with over 20 points. We don't need to go into that. Now, on the, now for Slumlord, there's a few points that are okay. 52.5 points from his IDP, not terrible. Rashad White's decent game of 14.5, I think, is now the number one guy. So if anyone was paying attention on Sunday, they would know Leonard Fournette is probably no longer the starting running back there, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and it's also his best output, or one of his best outputs for a running back, if the running back isn't named Joe Mixon or Javante Williams. So pretty decent game. And this could be good news um, for in a tough year for Slumlord. IP is... Um, had his fourth 200-point game of the season, his second 100-plus point win, and his fourth 80-plus point win for the year. IP has had 15 players score 30 or more. The next closest team has nine. And he's tops in overall scoring, offense, and IDP, which is crazy. No one's I ever done I don't that. want to cut you off there, CJ, but I've had enough. Justin? The last thing... He can clinch a playoff win. He can clinch the playoffs with a win or an electro win. But it almost feels like he can clinch a playoff win with another win. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't happen, but my God. All right. Obviously, two teams going in two totally different directions. I will say on the Slumlord side, it was hard to see Judy go down with the ankle on the first yeah. play of a game. When you're playing fantasy football, you still kind of get excited and have some hope every single Sunday that a knockoff can happen. And that was a, a bummer to see. Uh, it's good to hear that Judy's uh, ankle injury isn't too bad and, and he'll be back. But yes, we know. And look, I kind of don't look at Irish Puddles team just because I know it's stacked. And then every once in a while when I do, like I get through the top three or four players and then I just shut the phone off kind of deal. <laughs> you know, I get frustrated. And then when I open it up, I'll look at the next three or four players. I mean, it's a really, really good fantasy football team. 228 points. You said he's beaten two teams by over a hundred points this year. It's yep. just a, it's a dominating, probably the most, I don't know. I'm not the statistical guy. It's by far the most dominant team ever ever in our league and so uh at this point i think the, the playoffs are an obvious and uh we'll just have to see what happens will it be the biggest upset in the history of our league as well or will this irish son of a b go on to do things that he hasn't done in this league before and get past the first or the second round well and i will say his team is like we've had good teams in the past and i think Last year was not a good year to, to look at this. But if you look at... Wow. Owning... Shots fired. Well, I'm just saying, last year with the first down, that was, that was different. But So the points were a little bit inflated. But no one has ever, at least in the last four years, has never led the league in offense and IDP um, ever. I mean, that's so... And, and and had and had the worst draft, even though it was an A plus 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 plus. It was probably the worst draft ever. Also, like if we're just being honest, and everything's kind of fallen into place for him. Well, we'll see how. I'm definitely going to break that draft down at the end of the year. There's no question about it. But let's not forget 
in the first the first week of the season, he didn't start a single player that he drafted. I mean, yeah. that's that's unheard of too. Yeah. I've had enough. The one good thing <laughs> that I gleam from this game is that he can only keep six keepers. Call me, right. call me once the season's <laughs> over. I need some bench burgers. Moving on, second game. He got me versus Tony's triple threat. CJ? Yeah, 159 to 106. He got me takes this. He got me his entire offense scored 10 points or more this week, including 20 from St. Brown, 20 plus from St. Brown, Dalvin Cook, and a breakout game from Jonathan Taylor, which I'm sure he's been waiting for all year with 24.3. So that has, has to feel good when you look when you look at that. He got me, did manage to get 30 from his IDP, led by Franklin with 15.5, but an all-around nice win for He Got Me. Um, he needed this win. Hopefully, he hasn't said too much about blowing up his team with this win, but we'll see how the rest of the week goes. He got me continuously the way with points from trades. He has 355 points, which are 25% of his total points. But the average for the league is 135 points and only 9.3%. So he's way up above that. He's definitely skewing the numbers. He got me clinches a playoff berth with a win over our boy hip hop or end zone win or a Badonka Bronx win. So lots of options for he to clinch this week. Well, he got me or triple threat. Which one should I start on? I think I'll start when triple threat became a single threat and left two of his threats out of his lineup, which I think we all know at that point kind of became a he got me victory. Um, I'll focus on he got me just because uh, having JT coming back, and I don't know if it was a coaching decision. I didn't watch the game closely. Maybe maybe uh, Jeff Saturday is is the solution as a you know an offensive lineman and, and, and they want to focus what they have. He had one on really big game. play. He did have one really big play, John okay. Taylor. He played well. But he got me made some moves, and he did it around a pretty solid keeper bunch. And so if both can be, you know, decent to, 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 uh, to good here going forward, he's going to be dangerous in the East. And so it's good to see JT uh, have that game. Uh, we'll look at next week and see if it could be two in a row. Um, but uh, – this was this was one of those those gimmies. I think he got me said it on Slack as well. Um, he just took the victory and, and moved forward. But uh, for him now to be uh, six and four, well done. He got me. We'll see how he uh, we'll see how he does next week with Miami on <laughs> bye week. So <laughs> moving on, game number three, two friends, two rivals, two high school sweethearts. My guy, Hawk Attack, and also my guy, Electro. CJ? All right, Hawk Attack, 152 to 99 over this one. Hawk Attack's biggest, not only his biggest output of the year, but his biggest win of the year. So he's got to feel good about that. Moving to three and seven may sound bad, but he's still in the hunt. He's definitely <laughs> skipping the hunt. There are two, there are other two, their other two wins were by a point, his other two wins by a point margin of five and four. So he's had close wins. So this was nice for him to, you know, feel pretty good about this win all the way into, you know, coming out of Sunday. So it was pretty good for him. 
His entire offense scored more than 10. Prescott, Milan, and Gabe Davis all gave him 20. For Electro, Gibson continues to shine with 17 and is now fourth in scoring for Electro. For a guy that we didn't even think was going to play much, um, you know, after Brian Robinson comes back. Gino was a nice pickup for the slumping Herbert and led the team just over 20 points. Electro is basically in a must win for this week. A loss will put them out three games, not eliminate them, but it's going to be tough with the high scoring West. So the scoring is the uh, tiebreaker uh, to make the playoffs, not to win the division, but to make the playoffs. Well, it's always exciting when Hawk Attack gets a victory. We're going to hear about the Snickers bars. <laughs> we got to see his office this morning. I mean, you know, he's just a happy-go-lucky guy regardless. So for him to get a victory, albeit against a, a Electro who didn't score 100 points, good for him. <laughs> um, it, did, it did come with some backlash, though. Uh, Herbert, Khalil Herbert, on, uh, entering IR, uh, was a running back who's just kind of set to take that next step. And sometimes it takes players like that uh, on your team that really kind of help you throughout a season. So uh, a, a, a difficult blow for Hawk Attack. Um, on the other side, electrocutioner, uh, honestly, to make the call and go uh, with his guy, Gino Smith in Germany um, versus Justin Herbert, it kind of shows how bad that slump is for Herbert. Uh, but I don't think Electra was really too much in this to win this uh, from the get-go. Um, I'm sure they enjoyed it. DM and hopefully the two of these guys. I didn't know they were high school sweethearts. I have to ask them both about that. <laughs> well, he had two guys sitting out too. He had two open positions. So I think you're right. I don't know how much his hand was in the game really, but you know, Hockey still got the win. W, Snickers. A win is a win. <laughs> part, part hand, double win for those guys. So moving on to our fourth game of the week, Gore with the Pronghorns. Versus end zone with the strong offense. This was uh, this is exciting going into the week. I'm uh, I want to hear how it went, CJ. Yeah, huge win for Gore, 150 to 133. All came on Monday night. It was, you know, it was a little bit unsure. Hertz had a tough first half, but he ends up delivering 28. AJ Brown is locked down and only sees four targets, one reception. So it was kind of a surprising night for for AJ Brown, but. Hargrave, his defensive tackle, who I was actually going to pick up, but he got to him first. <laughs> Didn't matter, but anyways, makes up for 20 points on Monday night and his best deal performance of the year. Easy's running attack and, and IDP are kind of the story of this game. 22 points for his running backs, which is unusual. He usually sees 40-plus and only 20 from his IDP. I think that was the difference in the win. Gore leads in draft points with 509, or 34.4% of his points. The league average, 305 and 21%. Easiest started the most players that were keepers. He started 54 over the year, which is tops in the league. 68% of his points come from keepers. It's a lot. Easy clinched the playoffs. Gore has all but clinched. I don't think, I think he can say he's clinched at this point, but you know, mathematically not yet, but with um, a win or an electro win seals it. And they have one other thing in common that I want everyone to know. One other thing, they're eight and two, both of them. Ooh, eight and two. I didn't think that's what you're gonna say. 
Oh, well, what did you think I was going to say? Well, I was going to say that this type of loss to someone like Gore, if I'm in zone, I figure I need to go make a trade and level these, these, this playing field. And I know he did this week and uh, Gore did a few weeks ago, but not going to get too much into that. I will say that the guy that he traded for AJ Brown had a dud. When I look at Gore's team, I think it's the biggest yo-yo team, like the biggest high ceiling and low floor guys out there. To see Kirk put up 31 and a half and then have, you know, four, five, six points in a given week. To see Kamara put up, you know, have the ceiling of 40 and, and then put up seven. Uh, it, it, uh, dare I say Taysom Hill with, uh, with less, <laughs> less than a point, but also the ability to put up 30. Like it's just kind of a throw them out there and see what you can get. I put Josh Jacobs in the same breath, but uh, he's dangerous on any given weekend, um, but he can be beaten on any, on any weekend. I think that end zone, I picked against him. I didn't think that Josh Allen would play. Josh Allen did come out and play. And dare I say Josh Allen's kind of come back to earth a little bit with some of the turnovers and things from a football standpoint. And I think that some of it's starting to, uh, to make him at least human in the fantasy world. One thing about Josh Allen, one thing about end zone that we've seen at least for the last two, three years here running very dominant when the weather's really good weather turns. Uh, he runs the ball all the time. He gets beaten up, injured slightly, and then as you go into the playoffs, it's a little bit different. So um, both are, are playoff teams, as we know. Both have made really big trades to uh, bolster their teams, as we know. <laughs> and we will just see which direction both of these guys go from here on out. If you guys were going to bet, would you bet that this would be potentially – the Battle of the Willamette championship matchup going down the road. CJ? I would not. Justin? Well, I never say no to bets until I see the odds. But <laughs> if it was really good odds and I could put a couple bucks on it, uh, potentially. But um, everyone head to head. I can't imagine Gore could beat a Death Star. Oh. But like you said, he wouldn't have to. <laughs> Well, no, the Death Star will get all the way to the end. And then I, guess, I guess that's true. Anyways, it seems like a pretty good matchup that could be, uh, this could be a foreshadowing to uh, something that could uh, happen either sooner or later. I do see, I will say this. I will say that both these teams, I can't imagine they won't be in the final four. And I do think that the gore, in, in all seriousness, I think the gore Irish puddles are, they're, they're going to, play each other in the final four i mean you never know what could happen in the playoffs but that's kind of my guess is that's going to be them and and then on the east i'm still not sure i'm sure Amazon will be in there but i'm not sure who the you know is that going to be hip-hop our boy hip-hop or is that going to be me Ooh. or is it going to be hawk attack just kidding i'm sorry <laughs> kidding. he got me it's going to be in there i'm just saying like <laughs> I was like, uh, one, two, oh, wait, he skipped someone in there. Missing teams. Seems like we're missing teams. Side, side note, I meant to bring this up with the electrocutioner, but it looked like he dropped CEH this week. Mm -hmm. is, it, is it possible that Tony just was a year ahead of the game? Yeah, maybe. 
maybe a massive talent evaluator and was like, this guy's a bum. Maybe Tony's messing with all of us. Hey, two words. Crystal ball. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. He's the only one that has a crystal ball in the house. Seeing mm -hmm. the future. It's more than two words. Moving on. A very exciting matchup that I think everybody on this podcast is exceptionally excited to talk about. Well, two-thirds yeah. of us. Uh, a hard, hard-fought battle from Badonka Bronx and my favorite guy, the Cowboy. CJ, how'd that turn out? Well, it turned out great. Spectacular, I'll say. 147 to 139. Um, I'll tell you what, Justin Fields, it is nice to have a guy on your team that scores all the time. Um, but Fields dominates. He's the clear reason for the win. Um, only Mostert and other than IDP beat projections. And he had 25.7 points. So I really I had no business winning this game. But after only two starts, Fields is now fifth in scoring on my team. <laughs> so, you know, we got to feel good about that. I do think that the cup injury was, was serious. I mean, you're getting, you know, 30 points a game or whatever, you know, it's 25 to 30 points a game and he goes down early. We don't want to see a guy like Cup not be in the league. I think he's good for the league. So that was a bummer. Trevor Lawrence, though, comes in, breaks another record for for Duck Cowboy for the Ooh. most points by a quarterback with 19.96. So it was, there is a silver lining in this, but also that Lions backfield is limiting as, you know, the Cowboys forced to start both of them and hopes somebody breaks out, but they only got 20, less than 20 combined. So a tough loss for DC, but well in control of his playoff destiny as he moves forward. He has all the opponents he needs in his way that he needs to beat to get in there. The mm -hmm. um, Dr. still in the hunt. I picked up 86 points on Slumlord. Um, so it's a three-way battle for that fourth in the East. Anything could happen. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Well, just as you had no business winning this week, I had no business losing this week. <laughs> but I found a way to do it. And the cup injury really was just a giant kick in the cup. You know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it, as you guys know, I took a, a mental health day on Sunday. Yeah. I went yeah. and watched um, my daughter's soccer game and uh, playoff soccer game, no less. Zero, zero hard fought battle that went to penalty kicks. No OT, right to penalty kicks. Um, and they lost. And that was really the best game I could have watched all day because uh, I got back I right at the tail end of the Cowboy game, watched them lose. I think we all know what happened with the Ducks in a really hard fight like couldn't have had any more go against them in the stupid Huskies lost that game. Uh, rough weekend for Duck Cowboy, but all that said, I'm always excited when the commish gets a victory. I don't know if <laughs> Justin Fields is fool's gold or not. Like it's one of those things, like if you're, if you're still on the waiver wire, you know, a couple years into, and then you pick him up. And I know he started to do good and you pick him up. I mean, we'll just see. I don't know if this back-to-back 40-burger, 50-burger situation is going to continue to pay off. I hope it does for you. Um, well, it needs, I need it, so it needs to happen. And I just needed it not to happen to me last week. But 
a win for you, a loss for me. All I'm going to say, last, the last thing I'm going to say is Justin Fields is no Russell Wilson. Ooh. That's it. Uh, yeah, I was just hoping that, uh, I mean, I'm happy for you that Fields is doing great. What percent of your points is he? Oh, um, he's, he's probably three, three quarters 10%. of your points. Oh, he's 10%, 10%. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, 10, he's, so. he's, he's doing too much and taking away points from my guy. And he's also taking points away from Claypool, who they put on that team to help him out, to give him someone to throw to. When he throws it to him twice and he only connects once, they're not doing him any favors. Yeah, that's, I'm really sad for you. Yeah, a throwing touchdown is the same as a running touchdown. It just gives more points to everyone, CJ. If you could communicate that, that'd be I, great. I get it, bud, but you're seven and three, so, Ooh. you know. That is, that is, that feels good to say out loud. I hear <laughs> I wouldn't say it out loud, but I'm glad someone did. Speaking of, let's move into the final game of the week. Products, nicest guy in the league. Hip hopopotamus, just another guy in the league. Happy to be here. CJ, how'd it turn out? Yeah, so hip hopopotamus gets off to his best start, best 10 games ever. Beats products 153 to 147. Tua, another 29 points. Listen, I'll take 29 points any week, so it's good. And a big win over Tua. Tua is averaging 32 points over three starts this year. In comparison to Rodgers, who had seven starts and only got to 15 points a game. So Tua's doing pretty dang good. He's almost got as many points as Aaron Rodgers. Um, 45.9 brought in by Jones and newly acquired Jeff Wilson Jr., which that kind of bummed me out that you picked him up. Um, so you got a big boost from your running back spot this week, which is good. And products, he's got Tony Pollard, who's got 20, who has scored 50, who got 21, but scored 55 the last two starts, week eight and, and week 10. So Tony Pollard's doing good with Zeke out. Rough week for for buys with with products where you had Burrow out, Stevenson, Tucker, and Roquan. Those four guys average 73.35 points per game, mm -hmm. and their replacements only dropped him 57 points. So it shows you, you know, how tough this bye week was for for products. You only, you know, he barely he barely lost this one to a tough hip hop team, but that's the way it goes. Hip hop clinches the playoffs. So Whoa. this is your first playoffs since your your division championship in 2019, bud. So you gotta feel good about that. Looking but at the trophy right now. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, tough loss for uh, products, though. Um, you know, and due to the great Perdonka Bronx franchise on their win this week, um, mm. that keeps him still in the mix. He has got one game ahead of uh, Duck Cowboy. And he doesn't have an easy path as he's got IP, Endzone, and Gore left on his schedule. And I think that that is the biggest part of this. Products had a buy at a really bad time. The, the core of his team to go up and, and have this L to Bud uh, was just the timing of it was really bad, just given the last few games that he has coming in. Uh, as you guys know, I'm trying to battle for a spot in this this West. The East is a little more separated. 
the West, it's going to, it's, it's really tough, but I thought products was on a trajectory up and for him to lose this one, um, be back to five and five with triple threat, um, was really a heartbreaker for him. I haven't heard much from products. I know he's the, uh, the ultimate pro, uh, he just kind of takes this one week at a time. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of slack from, from products. I might need to do a wellness check there. Normally he's got a little bit of an opinion, uh, always polite, of course. Um, but I'd like to know. I'd like yeah, to know. I know he's been traveling. I, he mentioned that he's in Chicago, so okay. I don't know how long or what mm. else he's got going on, but maybe he's just been busy. Well, I will pull back the curtain. He was very cordial in some DMs with, hey, coming down to the last minute. Good luck tonight, but not really good luck. And then <laughs> a nice uh, congratulatory great game once it was over on uh, Sunday night. So he's he's out there. He might just be having a little bit of a rough patch. Well, the one thing that I will say about Hip Hop Eponymous, this has got to be the earliest clinch that he's had. And there are a lot of people that are jockeying uh players here in the in the in the last week of 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 trading is hip-hop going to be a player and really go for this thing um or is he going to be satisfied with getting into the playoffs it is a rough out for Ertz uh the tight end position yes. to be out for the season i do think it was a, a a really nice depth pickup uh to pick up jeff wilson jr and i think that he's He's a real solid back there and the team that's scoring a lot of points, but uh, will the, 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 the moves, the proactive aggressive moves be made by this franchise. Now he's in a little bit of uncharted territory. Um, he hasn't been in for the last few years. And, and, yeah, we'll see. and yeah, just a little bit of advice, just throw a trade offer out there and see what happens. You know, maybe you'll get a tight end. Maybe you won't. That's all you got to do, whether you think it's right or not, just do it. Catch someone in the mood. Yep. Uh, yeah, hip hop is. Uh, phone lines are open. I think I need to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this is the difference. I need to I don't use know it about... both ways. I need to. I need to get out there. I need to get into some. Uh, I need to start sneaking into those DMs. Looking at so, you, Electro. I'm looking at you, Hawk Attack. Who you got hiding over there? I got a first rounder. What do you want? So. So speaking of speaking of Hawk Attack, so. The teams that have the toughest road over the next four weeks. Okay? Wait, can I say before you get into this with the, I got one thing to say. Yeah, of course. I appreciate this league because a week or two ago, someone hit me up and was like, Hey, you know, you got to open bench spot. Right. And I was like, no, I can't add anybody. And it's, it's like, no, 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 you got empty bench spot. You should just pick somebody up. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll pick him up. Jeff Wilson Jr. <laughs> Unbelievable. The third. Jeff Wilson Jr., the third. <laughs> nice little pickup. Hey, so, okay. there are nice people in this league, regardless of what, you know, certain people from Washington say. There are good people in this league. CJ, can you run through some numbers about the uh, the playoff implications that are coming up? Yeah, so you know, there's the, you know some people are in, but some people aren't. So we talked about products who, based on the teams that he's playing, their win loss record, he has the toughest. He's tied for first, the toughest road, right? We talked about he's got IP end zone and Gore. He's also got electro on there. The other guy that's got a pretty tough road ahead of him 
is Akatak. He's got end zone, Irish puddles, Optimus, <laughs> and Slumlord. And then the third toughest that's in a playoff race, Old Badonka Bronx has got Slumlord, Gore, He Got Me, and Hippity Hippity. So it's not going to be easy. And all I'm hearing is that hip hop, you and IP, you guys could take a lot of dreams away. And I think you guys should think about that stuff. You know, you guys at the top, you know, you could really help people out if you did the right thing. And, and Gore, you know, we've, you know, we've been through a lot together and I just want to make sure you, you know, you think about that and, and he got me. I think you're a great guy. I know you're my nemesis, but I think sometimes going against the grain is the way to go. And Slumlord, just you keep being you. We'll be fine. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> that was, was that like a pre-Christmas wish list? Or <laughs> I didn't like, know. I don't think there was analysis in there anywhere. I just was what the talk to a couple of guys in the league. and Yeah, but half those guys are at least 50% of the half of those guys don't make it this far into the podcast so you should have set it up front uh, or maybe point. just dm them yeah good point hip-hop will never make it this far to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it does suck to get to this point though and have the 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 toughest uh uh road to hoe going forward and uh for that to be products um I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that in the West. I didn't know all that that information. That's good stuff. Well, and let's do the the contrast just for fun. The easiest road to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Hip hop, eponymous. He's got hack attack, products, slumlord, and he got me. So don't screw it up, bud. All right. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would like to dig into in a postseason podcast, looking back, who had the most matchups where the opponent's stack was on a buy because i feel like stack is on a buy because i feel like i've gone up against two or three squads where their best two players or their handcuff or whatever you want to call it they're on the they're on the same team and they're on the bye week and i think i'm two for three easy living that's easy yeah. living right there. Like it just Unfair. it just happened to line up just right. So Unfair. I'll take it. Sometimes you gotta take it. This is fantasy yeah. football. Sometimes you shouldn't lose when you should win. And hey, you when know. you win, when you won, when you win one and then you win three, you deserve more than three wins. So so yeah, we all three could have had Jalen Hurts. Just so yeah. you know. Yeah. And I didn't want him. I'm playing the long game. Justin Fields now. I'm good. See? Totally. Done. Done and done. And you got Tua. What are you complaining about? Justin's the only idiot that didn't keep Hurts. <laughs> Lawrence is next year's Justin Fields. <laughs> I hope so for your sake. Yeah, God, so do I. If not, I'm going to have three picks in the first round to find some poor bastard to lead this team. Well, I, I'm fully invested in Russell Wilson, so I'll be trading fields at some point anyways. Should be, a, should be a pretty big market either way you go. <laughs> I'll give like a third and a fourth, and then, you know, I don't know. I'll give it to one of my buddies in the league. It's all good. 
Nice. Well, that wraps up week 10. It's in the books. Week 11 uh, starts tomorrow. We want to talk about a game of the week or anybody. Uh, oh, you guys yeah, see yeah, any, yeah. Uh, any yeah. follies on the uh, the pickups or uh, anybody doing damage out there that's uh, news or noteworthy? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I do have, I do have a game of the week if, if you guys don't mind. It's kind of it's kind of a big one um hip-hop and he got me well i've never seen seven players come up on a monday morning all red when they're not injured and that was that was a scary sight i mean tuesday morning that was did not like that well this is yeah this is um the reason i think this one's important is because like end zone has a really pretty weak schedule, generally speaking, but um, the winner of this is in, like you're in the hunt for the, for the division title. You still have a chance to get that obviously with four games left. So does he got me, but you know, you guys just need end zone to lose one or two games. Really only one in your case, bud, because I think you have the division record on them, but um just saying, like this is a big one, you know. Otherwise, what do you guys think? What what would be an, an alternative, if not this one? Uh, I don't know if there is. Well, I mean, products Irish puddles. Yeah, that is, was going to be it, my next one. It, 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 we can do that one. It's a big one, just because Pro, products needs to win this, and it's so improbable for him to knock off. Irish puddles. Uh, and then we got Slum and uh, Badonka Bronx. I see a projected of 104 versus 101. First one to 105 wins. Get there. I have a plan, okay? But here's one thing to talk about the, the products and Irish puddles. Is there anything more defeating than to pop onto your phone and see that the team you're playing is already projected at over 200 points. Not like, oh, it's going to be a big week, 179, 206 points. So we didn't see 206 projections last year with points for first down. So to see 206.89 projected this early, you know, it goes up throughout the week. You know how that always happens? As things get a little better, the outlook turns out. I mean... I don't know what to do. At some point, like I got to stop bashing Irish puddles and maybe just jump on the bandwagon and be the first. Like, I don't know if we have any Irish puddles cheerleaders in the league. I am fully on board. Maybe I'll be the first one. Hold on. You could be the second one. I'll be the first one. I'll be the third. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Wait, I want Saquon. Is that, or wait, or who you guys, who you guys looking for in the off season? Was that, was that out loud? Sorry. (laughs) What I, what I don't want to have happen. And this is something that Irish puddles would do being that so lucky and everything. He has his first kid. He gets his first championship. We can't have this guy having more kids. Yeah, that is a problem. Hey, I do. I do have to, um, mention one thing and i apologize but i didn't bring this up earlier but hawk attack beat eight other could have beaten eight other teams last week he wanted me to mention that so sorry i didn't just want to throw that out yeah feather in the cap feather in the cap yeah he's really into that big deal nice 
All right. Well, that wraps up week 10. Unless you had one last thing, Justin. No, I mean, these are the dumb ideas that come out at the end of the podcast, but you know, maybe one, maybe one week we just all play for our score and then we draw out of a hat who competes against two. That's next year's mulligan. I love it. No, this drawing. I mean, I mean, Hawk Attack could be eight other teams if he wasn't playing the team, you know. He won. I know, but you know what I mean. (laughs) I mean, there's been dumber ideas out there. He just wanted me to let you guys know, and he still won. Like, I don't get, you know, he doesn't get a chance to sound like a big deal in the league every very often. So I'm just trying to help him feel like a big. Well, next week. I'll be traveling. I don't know for sure if I can make the pod. Maybe if I can't, maybe Hawk Attack's a good filler. Maybe. Then he well, can voice voice his opinion. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about after we close out, and then we'll go from there. Because I really don't want Hawk Attack on the podcast. Yeah, we can cut that out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the week 10. The Dia, the week 10, the Diaz of the Diaz. Huh. Battle of Willamette podcast. We will see you guys all next week, and I'll be listening to you on Slack, you sons of bitches. Bye! Bye! Bye.